From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. This week, GPB Macon is embarking on a year-long look at youth violence, its causes, effects, and possible solutions. Our Macon Bureau is working with reporters from the Macon Telegraph, the Center for Collaborative Journalism at Mercer University, and CBS affiliate 13 WMAZ for multifaceted coverage of the issue. Sonia Green and Evie Wilson of the Center for Collaborative Journalism put together this audio postcard of Macon teenagers talking about how violence has affected their lives. We're not using their names for fear of reprisal. The news is just getting the face value, the surface value of what's actually happening. So, say a report might be a 17-year-old kid gets shot on blank blank avenue or road and street, and that's the end of it. But that's not the whole story to it. Like, what's happening inside their families, and what kind of influences are they receiving, you know, what are, what are they consuming that's giving them this drive to want to join a gang or want to just commit acts of violence. When my cousins would come over, the guy cousins, they are very violent, I would say. And well, some people came to my house and searching for my cousin and then they fought in my front yard. They brought guns and stuff and my cousin got shot. and. And my daddy went outside trying to calm himself down. We ain't want him to because they had guns. So he and my daddy didn't get shot, but he was yelling at these teenagers who were just fighting outside of my house. You know, your house is supposed to be somewhere where you can go to for comfort and safety. But, you know, over here, I'm, I don't have that safety because there's a lot of violence happening. Even Even if I have nothing to do with it, I'm in close proximity with it, so I might end up getting hurt because of somebody else's decisions. Right, because some people only growing up, like, all they see is violence. Like, growing up, that's all they see inside the household and everything. So, I mean, they're most likely to follow that same path because they don't have anyone to break the chain or set a different tone. So right when you see one person or just even a community being labeled for these things, it's almost as if you're automatically going to fall into that trap where you also do these things because you're already being labeled for something you didn't do. Like mentally, like people, like they get stressed over it and then they don't like want to go to school and stuff and then like their parents are stressed about it and they basically don't want them to go to school either. So. To be in before I go to school, I pray because I don't know if I'm going to walk back out the same door. You got to stand with your arms and legs out, they search you, and then you got to walk through the metal detector and all that. It's like prison for the kids, you know. My cousin, um, she was always bullied. She got bullied, like, walking to her front doorstep, and she couldn't handle it no more, and she just she um, committed suicide. So that made a big impact on me because we were the same age. And so when that happened, I was looking at the world a bit different. I personally think that law enforcement just makes the violence even worse. Like just coming around, you know, trying to get people in trouble and stuff. Like I understand it's gang violence, but they really just amplify what's going on. 
Well, I think it also goes into race and gender, too. Just because you see somebody that might look suspicious because they're African-American or Caucasian or Muslim or something, that doesn't mean they actually did something. So I think that definitely goes in a big part of violence. I didn't have a, a father figure for a long time because my real biological dad, he would, he's not in my life. So when I got my stepdad, because my mom recently was married like five years ago, and I got my stepdad, it was really like, it opened me up. Like it was real different. It's like, it took some time to adjust, but like you really have a father figure at home, somewhere you can go to because everybody needs their mom or their dad for different things in life. Since it's not me having a father figure, I sometimes used to like go to my uncle and you know, he really helped me out with some stuff and you know, that really changed my perspective. You know, I felt like, oh, I have somebody. You know, I have somebody that's a um, male, male and I can look up to. You know, there are some people out there who care. It doesn't have to be your parents that care about you, even though that would be nice. Just any adult that wants to see you do good will probably push you to you know, be a better person, you know, no acts of violence towards other people because you have someone who's counting on you to, you know, do good. Teenagers in Macon there in the first installment of a year-long examination of youth violence. Are you or someone you know being affected by youth violence? Is your community doing something to stem the growing problem? We'd love to hear your story. You can find out how to submit it at gpbnews.org. Your support right now makes a big difference in our ability to provide smart, relevant content like this reporting collaborative out of our Macon Bureau. It also makes it possible for us to bring you On Second Thought every weekday. I'm Virginia Prescott, reminding you that our fall fun drive is in progress. If we haven't yet heard from you, make this the time you join us for the first time. Renew your support or better yet, become a GPB sustainer with a monthly contribution. Here's how. 